Greetings, traveler. I know it may be tempting not to heed warnings telling you to turn back now, but this one you might want to pay attention to if you're sensitive towards sexual content or foul language in a podcast. We will be swearing during this episode, and we will be talking about some not-so-PG-13 things. So this is your one and only chance to turn back now. Please enjoy the show. Okay, so what are we talking about this episode? Do you want me to turn on my webcam? Uh, well, I, you, you, there's no video, so... There, oh, okay. okay <laughs> if you would feel that. more safe, you can. If you would like to turn on your webcam, yes, you can turn you on your... You feel safe in your presence. Understand. That's fair. Okay. But what are we talking about? I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm just the technical guy. I don't know. You guys are supposed to figure out content. Levi? Uh, Did you have this week's... Uh, I thought it was you. Didn't we agree that it was going to be you for this week? Was it me? Or was that the next one where Taryn oh. comes in that uh, you were supposed oh, to do? Dang. Um, wait. Hold on. I can figure this out. Wait. Just give me. Um, like, we can no, talk about. No, because I think Jordan was the one that Taryn was in. So, yeah, this one was yours. Uh, I'm the Taryn Wrangler. Yeah. Like, candy is like a thing, I think. Um, candy. That's. Yeah. Are, are any of us like extensively involved in the production of candy? Candice? I hope so. Who's Candace? From Phineas and Ferb? Candy's nuts fit in your mouth. All right, that's the cold open. Actually, I... Levi threw it, then I threw it again, and then he swung the bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, who's doing the intro, though? I thought uh, you were supposed to do the intro. <laughs> I did not write one. No, this is a serious question we, that will not be included. We need to make, like, an actual intro. Um, we need to make an actual um, intro. What was that one that we came up with on the fly that we wrote down? It was like, right, welcome to the Nat One Podcast, a.k.a. Nope, because nope, you're not going to want to hear what we're about to say. I'm producing. I'm Levi. I'm Jordan. Hey guys. Hi. Hey guys. Hi guys. So you know what? I have been, I recently got a Netflix, which it's a crazy cool thing. Not many people have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally underground. Yeah. But one thing I've missed about it is that uh, I had to get rid of my Hulu for it because money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a great, great, great show that is mostly on Hulu. Yeah. And then there's also It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Which is my number one sitcom of all time. It's it's climbing up there for me. I I very much enjoy it. <laughs> it's a very funny show. It surprised me they haven't done a D&D episode uh, like Community did. Another sitcom. This, wait, did it do one or two D&D episodes? I forget. They did two D&D episodes. All I remember is the <laughs> screenshot of the guy in Community who is blackface because he's a drow. He's a drow. That's right. Yeah, drow that, face. That episode is not available on streaming services for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> drow face. Which one was that? Was that Chevy Chase or was that? It was not Chevy Chase. It was, okay. um, I can never remember his name. He plays Chang on Community. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's actually a doctor in real life. Yeah, he's a doctor, That's, and he's yeah. on the, uh, what is it? Mask Singer. Mask he's the host Singer. Mask Singer. Yeah. It's that dude. Yeah, no, he was, uh, yeah, he was trying to cosplay as a drow, and it did not go over well. <laughs> yeah, sitcoms. 
Yeah, sitcoms, man. We very much like sitcoms. Oh, a bunch what of to the calm? <laughs> Sat. Kazoom type. <laughs> there, I've watched quite a few. There's like a, I went through, you know how when people go to college, they usually go through like spiritual or like intellectual reawakenings where they kind of find themselves. Through a television reawakening? I started watching sitcoms. <laughs> I started with The Office, like most people. Mm. Fan favorite. Have we all watched The Office to its completion I have here? not. I have. I have not. Have you watched any of it, Levi? No. I was heavily put off by it because my senior year because of high of school, Bryson? my very close friend uh, watched all of it like four times <laughs> to completion, and he wouldn't stop talking about how great and amazing and awesome <laughs> it was and how it was the best sitcom on the on earth. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Our uh, other common friend, Mr. NL, uh, not Northern Lion. I like him, but... <laughs> That was his initials, our friend's initials. Um, he also loved The Office way too much for me to yes, get into it. Was, uh, on, on, this, on the trip that we went on during the summer, that was a very big conversation, which was very funny because his takes on The Office are hilarious, but it was all he talked about was yeah. The Office. That's, that's the thing with The Office. It's like a lot of other media, right? Like where someone watches that and that's like the only sitcom they watch or that's like the best sitcom they watch and then that's all they talk about. Mm-hmm. They're like it is the best comedy and then they don't watch any other sitcom <laughs> i don't know i do enjoy the office but i i very much agree that it's like it's very much a jumping off sitcom and i think that it's important it's like friends it's important to acknowledge the place that it has in sitcom history mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there are funnier things like there are still jokes that land but then there are st- there are moments in there that did not age well <laughs> yeah i feel like this is the coldest take imaginable but like season five and six i think it is towards the end there where things slow down and there's a lot less hitters i think that's like six through nine like the last th- everybody nine. agrees that the first nice. two seasons are trash and the last two seasons are trash so just yeah. watch that sweet middle point <laughs> three to five oh three to five i'm not gonna make a joke there uh, <laughs> what joke that's the best part now you can fill in the blank it's like a <laughs> mad libs it's <laughs> or it's like a horror thriller <laughs> but i think there's one sitcom that does not get talked about nearly enough at least outside of our friend group mm-hmm. this one's on netflix mm-hmm. i think you should leave with tim robinson oh yes <laughs> Uh, I know that's it's not an option uh, for you all to leave, and you probably don't have Tim Robinson with you, but that's the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, quite possibly one of the greatest. <laughs> it's very okay for, for everyone listening. It's very Gen Z humor, I think. It it's is. Appeal. Um, oh, my folks can't stand it. Whenever Taryn and I talk about it and like reference it. That we we tried to watch an episode with them one time and they just did not get it. <laughs> yeah, it's very Gen Z in its humor. So if you're uh, if you're like us and you were born between the years of I don't I don't know what is Gen Z nineteen. It's, it's like, like, like it's weird. It changes. It's like ninety six to ninety eight. It's I like the it's last weird. half of the nineties to like the first half of the two thousands, roughly, mm-hmm. is Gen Z. I think so. If you're in that spectrum. You'll probably really like. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. It's really funny. It's I, very, it's very funny. funny. So, uh, context about the show: it's just like Tim Robinson is like an old SNL writer, and pretty much the whole show is just unconnected anthologies of like dumb ideas that he's had that didn't make it to the SNL cutting room floor. 
Although some of them are connected, there is a shared universe some. for some of them. There's a few. Uh, and it's just really dumb with amazing punchlines that don't make any sense, like the dang Garfield house. It's what SNL wishes it was. It's like it's like the best parts of old SNL without the questionable content. <laughs> okay. I don't know if the people that listen to this are huge SNL fans. I don't want to offend you. But, you know, nowadays, a lot of people think SNL is kind of cringe, a lot of their bits. It's swung back around a little bit. It's getting better. Okay. It is getting better. But with most of the takes about SNL, I would say that I think you should leave. Like SNL saw all the stuff that was being written and they were like, ew, get that funny out of here. I'm, I'm keeping this cringe. And then Tim Robinson was like, well, I'll take the funny if they're not going to use it. <laughs> and he made the Netflix show. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to take the whole funny. <laughs> That's a reference. That's a reference. That's a joke. That's a joke from the show. <laughs> if you want to understand the joke, go watch the show. It's required reading for this course. It is. Uh, <laughs> uh, all of us have watched it multiple times. Some of yes. us have watched it multiple times, and it has clouded our entire humor base. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be times where we're going to say something that just sounds like a sentence, and we're going to start laughing about it. <laughs> if it's something completely deadpan that's out of context it's probably from i think you should leave yeah <laughs> since we have watched it so many times and i apologize to listeners that haven't watched the show but what what are your guys's favorite bit from i think you should leave oh gosh i still to this day love the you know what i think i'm gonna eat the whole thing that was so good when i watched it for the first time there are many great bits from that. It, it, I love how subtle that one starts with like the, oh, thank you so much, professor. Glad to have this dinner with you. We owe our careers to you. And he's just like, I should have got that. <laughs> I should have so ordered good. what you're having. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the one that I, the, the one that I quote the most is definitely the, the Christmas printer. The, are we even going to get anything this year? Because I didn't ask for that. <laughs> Every time I'm at work and something wet gets on my pants the first thing i think to myself is i look down i go like oh do i have calico cut pants now (laughs) you have to give you have to give you have to give you have to give fellas it's relatable you can go out there if you if you you know you don't you miss a little too hard and it comes back around you know i'm talking about fun fact calico cut pants is actually a real website it wasn't and then the show came out and it's actually a real website that you can go visit and it links to a Patreon, and at the bottom it says you have to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's actually for a charity, which is pretty wholesome. It's uh, That's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. For those who don't want to watch the show but want to be in on a joke that's from the show, go to CalicoCutPants.com. There you go. Yeah. You have to give. You have you to have give. To if give. you use the website, you have to give. Yeah, that's the rule. Because if they don't, the whole website goes dark. That's how they keep it going. Yeah. It's just one guy living out of a rent-to-own space. Guys, guys, we can't just do the entire bit. <laughs> You're right. You're right. This is copywritten. Um, yeah, that's that's a great show. It's a very good show. Uh, I could kind of, but yeah, no one really talks about that, and I wonder why. I, oh. Is it just the humor's too weird? I don't know. I it's, mean, it got a second season, so somebody other than us is watching it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the humor is very, um, like upfront, dry humor. That's mm-hmm. like weird situation that you don't expect to happen in the real world, which I think boomers are like, what? That wouldn't happen in real life. It's very (laughs) absurdist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Gen Z and some millennials are like, get it? Because it wouldn't happen in real life. (laughs) 
or it's too close to what would happen in real life sometimes like the jib jab <laughs> i don't know how to drive <laughs> what oh that's that show is pretty great it's got it's got the two seasons mm-hmm. six episodes each and each episode is like no more than 20 minutes i think i think it's i think it's like 15 yeah which also makes me wonder because there's like a two-year gap between the seasons i think mm-hmm. and i'm like and now now the bits are really funny but did it actually take them two years to come up with six episodes of 15 minutes of beef that might have been the pandemic's fault that's true i always forget that happened yeah <laughs> happening happening yeah technically yeah it's still happening Definitely. You no, know, I bl- I blame a lot of stuff that like their production got halted because of Corona. So yeah, I know that. <laughs> the plague has ruined television. That's that's the yeah, media. That's the the media has been ruined by the plague. Yeah, then there, there's other uh, sitcoms that I don't. I like how after like during like like the big hit of COVID nineteen. Uh, there was a lot of sitcoms or a lot of people cast that were getting together and doing the Zoom specials where they're mm-hmm. going like, hey guys, look, get it? It's happening right now. Uh, and then there were shows like It's Always Sunny and Curb Your Enthusiasm that were like, that was messed up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I kind of like that though, that it, like that there are some shows that kind of just kind of skipped over it. Like it didn't happen that universe because mm-hmm. I mean, we're already living it. I don't want it in my television because yeah. I'm just so burnt out and tired from hearing about it. It's nice to mm-hmm. just escape and not have to hear about it. I looked for into sure. it the other day to, to um, give, give myself some context. For those who don't know me, uh, we haven't talked a lot about ourselves on this yet, I think. I mean, we're only on like the third episode, but I am <clears throat> in college. I'm a college student. I'm a college boy, and I'm mm-hmm. majoring in history. So I really like history. I really like history. And I was like, you know, I've never thought about it. How long did the Black Plague last <laughs> when it happened? I um, feel like this is going to make me anxious. <laughs> it lasted four years. Oh, God. Uh, oh. And we are in... Year three. Year three. This is the beginning of year three. Um, so if we're comparing it to the mm-hmm. most deadly plague in human history, then <laughs> we are almost done. <laughs> we are past halfway. Oh. I don't want to open up the whole can of worms with discussing such a hot button issue, but mm-hmm. um, you know, things, uh, there's a big surge right now, but things on mostly seem to be on the upside. We got boosters, we got vaccines for a lot of places. So there's hope at least. I'm um, just never leaving my house again. Yeah, I, that's fine <laughs> for me. Uh, content bubble. Remember that guy? Content, yeah, content we're going to get a content house. Yep. <laughs> Where we can watch our favorite sitcoms. Yes. <laughs> That's all we do. <laughs> That's how we get the funny. We take it straight from them. We we say, hey, give me your funny. And that is what we do. That's where a lot of our humor comes from. Yeah. We're... <laughs> they, they don't know that we're pointing finger guns at the TV screen, but they still give us the funny. <laughs> oh, boy. I think I'm the only one out of our group that's watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Indeed, I haven't yes, watched it. Yes, but you've told me a lot about a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah, I've I've gotten some through osmosis. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's um, Larry David. He just he gets into so many weird situations. <laughs> I feel like it's very like structure wise, it's very similar to It's Always Sunny. The, from what you've told me, I've never watched an episode, but from like yeah. you watch it. I also have another friend here at college that also watches it. 
Mm. And just from the little bits that I picked up, it's very like situational bad person. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird, like, and it's always sunny, you know, you got the five cast of characters and they almost always are all doing wrong, but you have one that you can root for because they're the lesser of evils. <laughs> Usually Charlie. <laughs> yeah. In Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's all of them condensed into Larry David. Oh my God. Now, now they're not evil. Like Larry David's not evil like them. He just like does rude things, right? Like cut in front of somebody in a line and then say, I should be, have the right of way. That's like the worst it gets, but it's still very cringe all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have a high cringe uh, tolerance to watch Curve Your Enthusiasm because he'll do that where he'll be like, I am in the right. And if you'll sit there at home and you'll just be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, you know, you're not. Or you'll be like, give up. Stop fighting for this. You just wanted a spot in line. <laughs> but it's it's a very funny show. Like some episodes really hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to remember the one episode you told me about a long time ago that really stuck out to me. And I can't re- it had something to do with Larry David's like medical life. Medical and- and some woman, but I can't remember what. This is ringing a bell, but I also have no context for these little bits. I don't know what this is. Unfortunately, I don't know if it was like he had a hernia or something. But... There's a handful of episodes like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's one from a from a recent season, so so spoilers. Uh, where I think it's the first episode of the newest season, where he walks into a glass door trying to exit a patio, and as such, a woman views him as incompetent and breaks up with him. <laughs> it becomes a running joke where they're just like when you see a man walk into a glass door like that it, it changes your view of him and I just can't see you as a romantic partner anymore as it should <laughs> speaking as the only woman here that is the criteria and that's that's why that's Levi and why. I are single yeah. that's why they broke up with me <laughs> it's all those glass doors I kept walking into I, guys I told you okay. you gotta stop it's so fun though. You don't know. God dang! <laughs> but uh, I, what Jordan? What is your favorite sitcom of all time? My favorite sitcom of all time. Okay, it's always sunny has come up in the ranks for me. It is definitely in my like top three. My favorite sitcom of all times is How I Met Your Mother. I think that mm-hmm. it's hilarious from beginning to end. Some people hate the last season. I actually enjoy the last season up until the very last episode. The very last episode, everybody that's seen the sitcom can agree, can crash and burn and die. But I, it just, that's my happy show. That's the show that I watch whenever I'm sad or like whenever I'm just bored and want to turn my brain off. I I got my parents to watch it recently. I made Taryn watch it last year and I got my parents to start watching it. And we got through like most of the first season during Christmas break. And I'm very happy because I didn't think they would find it funny, but they do find it funny. (laughs) Now- Levi, what do you know about How I Met Your Mother? I don't know much. I've seen clips of it. I know that, like, I know what the namesake of the show is, which is, like, isn't it the entire show is supposed to be the main character, quote-unquote, recounting to his kids how he met their mother? Yes. Yeah. And so that's the entire show is supposed to be, like, the build-up to how the, he met his mother, mm-hmm. uh, their mother. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's got... I, Okay, people are going to hate me. People are going to hate me in this podcast. I never remember (laughs) names. I never remember names of actors for like anything. So I go off of description. (laughs) But I know it has that guy who plays a straight man in it that is gay in real life. Neil Patrick Harris. 
Yes, Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. And Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he's the only one I remember who's in it. That's well, it. That, that's, he's the one that a lot of people remember because he's the one that has the most memes because he's yeah. very, he's, Barney's kind of cringe. I love Barney, but Barney's kind of cringe. Yeah, he's Not also. Beast. Cringe. <laughs> he's the only thing I know about that show. I know the same thing that Levi knows about the premise mm-hmm. and about um, Neil Patrick Harris's character. But um Jordan, why don't you recount for us your what, what do you think? What was the gut bustiest moment from How I Met Your Mother? What had you oh, rolling the God. most? I'm trying to think of my favorite episode because there's so many. Because <laughs> I, I have like a favorite from each season. I, the one that, that immediately springs to mind is the um the episode is called The Best Burger in New York, where one of the characters, Marshall, whenever they originally moved to New York, the group moved to New York. He was out wandering and found like a hole in the wall burger joint and found the best burger in New York. And so for like 11 years, he's been searching for this one burger joint in New York. And they go through this whole saga of trying a bunch of different burger places until they finally find the place. Regis Philbin is in that episode for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's a very fun episode. That does sound like fun. I'll have to watch that and add that to my repertoire of sitcoms. I very much <laughs> recommend it. That and the... Um, it's either the flaming beekeeper or the burning beekeeper is also very funny. And I think that one, I think Martin Short is in that one and is the, the burning beekeeper. The, it's the same like 10 minutes plays out multiple times over the course of the episode from different perspectives. And so the whole night goes right. It's very funny. I highly recommend it. <laughs> what about you, Levi? What's your very favorite sitcom? Oh, okay. I don't watch a lot of television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't watch a lot of television and I watch very few like show shows. Mm-hmm. My main thing that I like is uh I'm I'm a big anime guy. I uh I'm a weeb. <laughs> but like I don't do I do a lot of gaming and I do a lot of watching seasonal anime, but I don't do a lot of shows. Recently I've been getting better <clears throat> about it. I've been watching more stuff. But I don't know because most of the sitcoms I've watched First of all, like, what, what, what do we define a sitcom as? Uh, a funny just, show. Just a comedy it's in very, general? Well, it's very broad. I would think, I would say, like, anything, speaking as a film major, I would say <laughs> anything formulaic that has, like, an ensemble cast, uh, like, formulaic usually falls within the range of 20 to 30 minutes. Because that kind of thing. If that's the case, if that's what we're getting at, my favorite sitcom's probably Konosuba. That would make <laughs> um, sense. I would I would qualify Konosuba as a sitcom. It's That's, really yes. funny, in my opinion. And I have a very small library to choose from in my sitcom <laughs> range. I have that modern family, because my family watched it a lot when <laughs> I was younger. Obviously, it's always sunny, because we watched that together. And I think that's pretty much it. I don't watch a lot of... Oh, Big Bang Theory. My family watches a lot of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I, I do enjoy Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I've watched a chunk of it. Uh, I enjoy the ironic jokes that come out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have seen a very slim, I, I wouldn't even call this enough to count as having watched the show, but I've seen a pickings of episodes of Seinfeld. I've seen uh, the one that has the, it's been so long that uh, I can't remember what the episode's called, but it's the one where they go to the post office and Kramer's like, I want, I want out. I don't want to do mail anymore. (laughs) And I, I forget the name of the character. It's the other guy though, that he's like, 
you can't just quit doing mail. And then he's like, yeah, I can. They can just, uh, they can just send everything to my PO box or something. And then he's like, look, Kramer, they got me here on the inside. I can't just let you get out of mail. Cause if you get out of mail, then everyone's going to want out of mail. And then like the manager of the post office walks up behind him and he's like, is everything okay? Employee. <laughs> it's just really funny. That's a good bit. Uh, but it's like the only episode of Seinfeld I think I've ever seen all the way through. Mm-hmm. And it was so long ago. I think it was because like my uncle watched Seinfeld or something, and maybe I was at his house. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, long story short, Konosuba. <laughs> Fummy, oh. uh, Fummy man gets killed. <laughs> other world. The situation of that situational comedy is uh, <laughs> young sex offender goes to another planet, another world. Let's call him an incel. That's a little bit more palatable. True. If you go to the light novel, though, the first one is true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the light novel and the manga and the anime have some story differences. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he is sufficiently punished for his crimes, though. <laughs> I mean, there's no sufficient punishment for that. But like, he, he literally he, dies. He dies. <laughs> he well, dies twice. Trying to save yeah. someone. No, he dies three times. Remember? Oh yeah. I watched it. I know this. I believe the worst he did in the light novel was exactly what he does in the anime, which is steal someone's underwear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's at least he's not the worst guy ever. And he, and he routinely gets the the crap kicked out of him. So. Yes, that's the <laughs> joke. That's why it's funny. <laughs> Although, okay, speaking of Big Bang Theory, though, I thought of something. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about how Big Bang Theory and every episode they play D and D, they play it incorrectly? You know, I don't think I've ever seen a single episode. I haven't DVD either. Yet. What have they I, done? I have watched the entire series multiple times. Um, <laughs> so they, they played Dungeons and Dragons. Obviously, there's no like one correct way to play Dungeons and Dragons. They don't use the right dice. And they, uh, don't, they don't use the right dice. And they also don't, the DM rolls everything. The characters whoa. don't roll anything. They the DM rolls, and it, it it depends on the episode how they play. Sometimes they do have the characters roll, and other times they have the DM roll. It's just very strange because they don't seem to be sticking to one specific system of D and D, but they always call it Dungeons and Dragons. So it's not like they're playing a different system with different rules and different dice, like Call of Cthulhu. It's just mm. they always say they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, but it's very formulaically incorrect yeah. from how a lot of people play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's like the, uh, I feel like that's the curse of Dungeons and Dragons representation in media Mm -hmm. prior to like 2018, where they're like Dungeons and Dragons, where people sit around the table and roll dice. And that's all as much as anyone knows. And Big Bang Theory, some of it was funny. Some of it was pretty cringe. Bazinga. Bazinga. Bazinga was still fucking funny. You can't convince me otherwise. (laughs) Ironic. (laughs) It's funny to me because of irony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a good chunk of it where there's like moments where they it's like it's like they had an on off switch for what they researched in that show where it was like <laughs> science information yeah we bring you the most cutting edge science things so we can make a single science joke but then sometimes it'd be like oh you know uh math the thing about science i forgot the rules to Catan. like yeah it's, yeah <laughs> yeah where it's just like and dungeons and dragons i feel like got the off switch where they were like yeah just have the actors sit around the table and roll dice i don't care <laughs> they didn't at all even instruct them on the basics of how it would work yeah no they had no idea <laughs> then you got like stranger things where they were like guys get it it's od and d it's mm-hmm. ad and d <laughs> yeah. or whatever they played probably yeah 
And I mean, that's the thing, like it would have made more sense if they specified like what edition they were playing, but it seemed to be somewhere in between like four and (laughs) AD&D. And I'm like, what is this? Four (laughs) AD&D. It's the Big Bang Theory edition of (laughs) D&D. Every time though I hear or see Bazinga in the real world, I just think of that one, uh, the uh, laughing god from Brother Alf Balsa's if the emperor had a text-to-speech device, yeah, which is a sadly canceled internet uh, web comic. Do you want to call it a web comic? I would I say, say web comic. series. Like a web, yeah, web series that was really popular. It's about the Warhammer 40k universe, and it's it, it's the title. It's what if the emperor had a text-to-speech device so he could actually talk because the emperor is like a skeleton dude in that world. <laughs> and one of the closest to last episodes has the god of like funny haha's in it he's the god of like humor and laughter and stuff and he says bazinga like every once in a while but he says it with like this weird filter so it's like bazinga every time it's so funny i and there's like a whole bit in that i believe where someone instructs uh they say oh the reason it's funny is because it's ironic it's yes. based <laughs> And that's where that's why we think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Not because the actual inherent comedic merit of the phrase bazinga. <laughs> See, I just find bazinga hilarious. I love Sheldon Cooper. I'm one of the I, I think I'm one of the few people that actually does like Sheldon Cooper. Now here's the question, Jordan. This will determine whether you are based or cringe. Mm-hmm. Do you watch Young Sheldon? I my family did when it started. I have not watched it extensively since. What uh, she's... is Young Sheldon? You don't know? It's the spinoff. <laughs> it's a spinoff. <laughs> Bill is Ponderosa. It what the title is? Yeah, Bill Ponderosa oh. is Sheldon's dad in uh, Young Sheldon. I can it's never just... remember the actor's name, but it's Bill Ponderosa from It's Always Sunny. Wait, I gotta yeah. look this up. It just, it follows the life of Sheldon Cooper as a youth. And it's been going for a bit now. I don't mm-hmm. think it's over, is it? No, it's not. It's still going. I think they've gotten to where like Sheldon moves into college at this point. It's narrated by Jim Parsons. It's they, okay. have, they occasionally have uh, members of the original cast come back and like do stuff with it. I'll admit, I saw that coming out and I was like, that seems awful and like a cash grab. So I didn't watch it. But if it's funny, it's funny, you know? I don't know. I would have to go back and like watch it because we watched the first, like the first half of the first season whenever it came out because it came out right after Big Bang Theory ended or right as Big Bang Theory was ending. It has mm-hmm. five seasons. Mm-hmm. And it came out in 2017. That's a lot of seasons. That's one a year. Yeah. Some shows are lucky to get that. Mm-hmm. So it must be successful enough. Yeah. They wouldn't air it if it didn't get stuff, get ratings. Right. I think it's, I think it's, it's still technically qualified as a sitcom, but I think it's less, it's not like a single cam sitcom or a multi-cam sitcom like Big Bang Theory was. Yeah. no. It's sets. more of an actual show. Like, yeah. I shouldn't say no sets because like everything's a set, but <laughs> you, you know, you can move around. You, if you turn the camera around, you don't see the studio yeah. audience. You see it's the more, wall. it's more of a single cam. I got it mixed up. It's more of a single yeah. cam sitcom than the multi-cam of Big Bang Theory and Friends and that kind of genre. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we've moved away from those. I don't know if there's like a modern one that I like, but I know that my parents like to watch. What's that actor that played in the Santa Claus, but is like, People kind of don't like him for his political oh, Tim takes. Allen. Yeah, yeah. Tim Allen. Because he, I remember him because didn't he have that show that was like a hardware show way back mm-hmm. in the day? Yeah. Was yeah. Like Home Improvement or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Home Improvement. 
Yeah, well, he's got another one now where I think he's like a security guy. Like, Isn't it like Last Man security. Standing or something? No, nah, not uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, but my I gotta look this up that. now. <laughs> yeah, my parents watch it and they think it's the funniest thing ever, and I'll watch it. And it, it's the it's the multicam, and I'm just like, I feel like I'm watching Disney Channel. <laughs> Does Disney Channel still do like multicam sitcoms for kids? Uh, they do, uh, and I was correct. It is Last Man Standing. Yeah, cool. I know my movies and my television. <laughs> Um, I would hope you do. <laughs> I'm an encyclopedia. What? All right. Now, did you guys watch those old Disney sit- sitcoms? Oh, yes. yes when I you were was younger? a Disney kid. I was a big yes. Disney kid. Unfortunately, yeah. I did. Yes. <laughs> Longer than I care to admit, honestly. Earlier <laughs> ones were better. Sweet Life. Sweet Life. Sweet Life was stuff. Sweet Life was great. Earlier ones were much better. Sweet Life was great. Sweet Life on Deck was pretty good, too. I liked it. This, Sweet I Life on Deck did maintain, yeah. Yeah. But, like, what was it called? Like, Ant Farm? Yeah, Ant Farm I hated had, that. Ant Farm had <laughs> potential. I watched Ant Farm, but it, it they didn't, they didn't, no. No. <laughs> Jesse, I think, was another one that I think had potential. I did watch Jesse. For an embarrassingly long time, I watched yeah. Jesse. But mostly because, um, I can never remember his name, the butler. Is yeah. I see I know Perfect. actors from what they've been in, not their names. The yeah. butler is a Broadway actor. He yeah. was Horton yeah. in Susical, and he was also Uncle Fester in the original Broadway cast of the Adams Family mm-hmm. musical. He definitely had that stage presence. You could tell mm-hmm. when he was on screen. <laughs> uh, I watched name, a bit of it. His name was Bertrand. Yes, so Bertram. Bertram. I think, it's, Bertram, I think Bertrand. it's Bertrand, and his actual name is like Kevin Chamberlain. I think. Oh my God. Sounds like royalty. He deserves it. I'm Here's gonna, I'm gonna look that up too. I'm gonna look <laughs> King of Child Sitcoms. Uh let's see. Now Nickelodeon has also had their fair share of amazing sitcoms. Again, early on, it feels like they were better. Drake mm-hmm. and Josh, iCarly, I Victorious. That's because that was like the early days of the sitcoms where the idea was still fresh and new, mm-hmm. and everything that came from it was like original. And now I think since we've gotten older, it's gotten to the point where a lot of them, not all of them, but a good amount of them are like, oh man, this thing was popular with the kids back in the day. Let's do it again. Well, and that was also before people figured out that Dan Schneider was a pervert. And so every show on Nickelodeon was Dan Schneider. <laughs> Let's see. If, I, if I'm remembering like my, my sitcom history, which is, this is more of a Jordan thing, but like there's a lot there's a lot of like perfectionist family sitcoms up until mm-hmm. like the 90s right where they were like oh sport go get them mm-hmm. oh daughters inside learning to cook yeah, very <laughs> idealist american shows from like the 50s nuclear, nuclear family and then like in the 90s like mid 90s to 2000s they were like what if things were actually funny and realistic <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then you had the trend. This was Nickelodeon and Disney were really bad about this. And my parents hated this was the dumb parent trope yeah, of like oh the God. kids not respond. And honestly, I didn't like it very much either because I was just like, this isn't funny. Like they're stupid. Why is this funny? Yeah. That's why Good Luck Charlie was a very big thing in our house because the parents were funny, but they weren't stupid. Mm-hmm. They like there was still the comedic value of the parents, but they were still the parents. <laughs> yeah. I think the first ones to do that were the good ones. Like this isn't really the sitcom, it's a cartoon, but isn't this cartoon just kind of like a sitcom, but it's anime? Whatever, semantics. But uh, Fairly Odd Parents, the parents mm. from that, the dad oh was always God. dumb. There's so many memes about him. He was really funny. 
But then it felt like any other one that did that after that was kind of chasing the glory. Yeah. Or, or I was repeat. not allowed to watch Fairly Odd Parents. I loved it. <laughs> I did not become a Cartoon Network kid until I was a Cartoon Network adult. <laughs> I, let's see. When I was a kid, I watched everything. Uh, I didn't watch I Disney. <laughs> I didn't have restrictions on channels I was allowed to watch. I just never watched anything mm-hmm. other than Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Disney Channel. Those were the three that I always watched. Yeah. Oh, I love PBS Kids though. The I kids programming it. on PBS is S tier. It's the only it's time amazing. I ever saw stuff from PBS was when I was at like the library. <laughs> when but, I was at my grandparents. <laughs> but it was like I it was enjoyable. I liked it. I just I, I think it was part of the thing that I never knew what channel PBS was on cable because yeah. every household that uh, my grandparents, my family we all have cable, we all mm-hmm. had cable. So I never knew what channel it was. So I could just never find it. Mm-hmm. I, I had memorized the channels for Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was 37, Cartoon Network was 53, and Disney Channel was 55. <laughs> uh, for Dish Network. 170 um, was the Disney Channel, wasn't it? 172 and 173. Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon was 171 and Nick West was 170. Nick mm-hmm. Jr. was 169. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cartoon Network was 176 and 177. Boomerang was 175. Mm -hmm. They were all in the line. (laughs) See, I just knew that 170 was how you got to the chunk of kids programming. So that's the one that I memorized because like that was the beginning of the kids block. And that's, and I was allowed to go up from there until it hit like Hallmark. Mm -hmm. And then that that was where I was allowed to operate was that little section of kids programming. I just remember that I would watch all that stuff. And then like when I turned like 10 to 11, I took my first big step. I was always watching like Chowder, Misadventures of Flapjack and Adventure Time. were such good shows. Mm -hmm. I still loved them. I still watched them. But then I was like, you know what? I got to stop watching Dora. No, no. But I was like, I got to stop. I got to broaden my horizons at this age. I was like, I got to watch some real people shows. Mm -hmm. So I started going to Teen Nick. Oh. And I started watching Disney sitcoms Spicy. and I, I watched it and I wouldn't laugh at some of them. <laughs> I would just be like, yes, I'm intelligent now. <laughs> this is I sophistication. Get it. <laughs> that was the same era where I would go to a family gathering and I would just say, I would go to my nearest uncle or aunt and I would be like, politics. <laughs> like that's all I would say. And, and I would expect them to think I was intelligent and smart. <laughs> Uh, I, I did something the same where I like I at a certain point I I decided that I had to stop watching cartoons and then whenever I grew up I was like wait cartoons are lit never mind yeah 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 and, but unfortunately I Taryn and I are not that far apart in age difference but we were far enough apart that like there was a certain time where we were very split in the age bracket of television shows so by the time I was ready to move on and start watching like actual real people things like Pertuzit's talking about Taryn was still watching Diego so <laughs> go diego go went from that to went da went went <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> you heard him and don't even get me started on dora the retiree <laughs> oh my god Taryn would not like me to share this with the internet, but I'm going to anyway. Um, Taryn had Diego sheets in a Diego bed spread on his bed for longer than he would care to admit, and they are still somewhere in his closet. Yo, oh, wait. Oh no. Are those like lame or something? Because I got to change my sheets, I think. <laughs> I'm 22 years old. <laughs> Yo, you still got the Dora sheet? 
Every no, night, bro, every all, night. All the cool kids have Batman sheets. Looking at Taryn, because Taryn also still has Batman sheets. No offense to Which PJ, is actually but... pretty cool. <laughs> I, I can get does. down with, with Batman sheets. I can get down with Batman sheets. Actually, I, I'm not sure what TJ has. I don't think I've ever had like a themed sheet in my entire life. I've always just had a plain one color sheet. No. Taryn was more the cartoon sheets. I, I had like flowers, I think, at a certain point. I had blankets. Mm-hmm. I actually still have a couple. I have a giant quilt. You guys might have seen it actually at my house that has the Millennium Falcon on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have the blanket that still is at my bed at my parents' house is a Pirates of the Caribbean blanket. It has a giant skull and crossbones on it with the Jack Sparrow bandana tied around the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so I have a couple things like that, but never sheets. I had mostly blankets for me. I was more stuffed animals. I had a lot of stuffed animals and I still do have stuffed animals on my, yeah. on my bed. Uh, no cap. I do have a sheet right now that is a thing. It's a Yoshikage Kira pattern from Jojo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure. Uh, but it's cool because ladies, the ladies that I bring to my room all the time at my parents' house, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's from a show. It just looks like a pattern. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> well, if they recognize what it is, then that's better, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a that's a point in the right direction. That's one of the that's one of our our new Gen Z memes where it's like, is that Yoshikage Kira style JoJo's Bizarre Adventure sheet and bed? Or and accompanying <laughs> pillow covers, and then I'll just go like, uh, "It might be depends on your reaction." And then she goes like, "Oh my gosh, get on there now!" Like, <laughs> cringe. R slash incel is going wild right now. <laughs> what other? What is, okay, we gotta end this up with uh, some sitcom hot takes. Mm-hmm. Right. Hot takes. Hot cakes. Hot cakes. That'd be Ooh, nice too. Yes. I had some this morning, actually. I but didn't. <laughs> uh, why did you not share? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to pay the stamp fee. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to mail oh, pancakes oh, USPS. I don't. That's not. Oh, I don't like <laughs> and, that. And I, this is how we introduce our sponsor, Stamps.com. Just kidding. No, we're not sponsored. We're not sponsored. <laughs> we're not sponsored. Not <laughs> we could. Be. Um, stamps.com come on <laughs> we have to we sponsored. have to avoid we have to do uh we have to make sure people don't actually get confused my bad uh stamps.org there we go that might be a phishing scheme uh, i don't yeah, know no, i don't, <laughs> don't we're not do sponsored that. we are we're not, not sponsored, sponsored. <laughs> but no hot takes mm-hmm. i don't want to be the first person to get thrown on a cross and crucified so levi what's your hot take <laughs> hot takes about 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 sitcoms Either about sitcoms at broad or like a specific sitcom you have hot takes about. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't given prep time. Um, I no I prep know. time. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hot take. Hot take. It's always sunny. Isn't meant to be a show about uh, characters you should revile and hate, but characters you should emulate. <laughs> I uh, like that. I like well, that one a lot. We already kind of do that. But... No, no, we do not. Do not tell the world that we emulate the It's Always Sunny character. There's a different people. context. We do it on a tabletop way. We do. <laughs> does somebody want to explain that whole just meme? Like them. We only emulate them in the real way when the camera's off. No, 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 no we do not emulate the It's Always Sunny characters. We have a running joke whenever, because we all watch It's Always Sunny. Well, we used to always watch 
it's always sunny together when we were all together and not scattered across the state of Ohio. College. Um, college. <laughs> college. We would compare, we have a D&D campaign that we have not started playing yet that we will start playing in a year. So none of the characters have like concrete played out personalities yet. So we assigned everybody and it's always sunny character. And so every time we watch it, like my, my brother Taryn is D because his character is a bird. And so yeah, it, whenever D does something stupid, everybody looks at Taryn and just goes, bird. It's, and it's not just because he's a bird, but also because Taryn would be the one to do something stupid it's like the, D. The resemblances are uncanny. I'm the sociopath. I'm Dennis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate Dennis so much in that Bro. show. You got I something hate- to say, Levi? Uh, <laughs> for all intents and purposes my character has become mac um, and then tj is frank TJ is the kobold <laughs> and then we made our artificer charlie because that's the obvious choice he is very much an artificer yeah charlie work <laughs> Charlie work so that's yeah, your that's, hot take that's my hot take jordan what's your hot take about sitcom don't watch friends watch how i met your mother instead whoa hey you can't say that i can't no because it's the same formula but how i met your mother did it better and i'm not biased i'm just right really (laughs) really hot take that one's spicy again friends i treat friends like i do the office it is important in sitcom history for where we are now with the comedic formula of sitcoms it's not funny (laughs) There is like the series of YouTube videos of friends without the laugh track and watching that is just kind of sad. There are, there are certain, again, like The Office, there are certain moments that are still funny and there are certain moments that are still iconic. However, overall, I'd say some of the characters in Friends are worse people than the people in It's Always Sunny. I haven't actually watched Friends, so I don't know for sure. I've just heard names. Well, because that's the thing, and It's Always Sunny, they own the fact and they know that they're horrible. It is a fully acknowledged and established fact that they're all horrible people. The people in Friends think they're their protagonists and that they should get their... It's like a Larry David situation. They think they're in the right. (laughs) What do you mean? I should be getting the lasagna for free because you offered to pay for the bill. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, don't watch Friends. Watch How I Met Your Mother. It's better. Now I get to do a hot take. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. I don't know if mine can be hotter than that. Uh, <laughs> they're all bad. No, 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 no. Don't watch sitcoms. Uh, <laughs> it's like the it's like the comic. No more mutants, but it's no more sitcoms. No. <laughs> WandaVision. WandaVision. Um, sitcom vision. How did we do an entire sitcom episode without talking about WandaVision? I know, right? I Continue. haven't watched uh, it. That's that's right. Spoilers. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> if I have a sitcom hot take honestly okay this one might ruffle some feathers friends i know there's a lot of people that like friends and and you just like got an angry mob outside your room jordan i'm about to die i'm gonna get shot by the sniper that's trained on my head i I can see the little right red dot right there so no one told you life was gonna (laughs) be this way (laughs) i don't like parks and rec and i don't think it's funny without chris pratt get out I did not like it. I watched it completely right after The Office. So it's not like I, it was uh, the umpteenth one I watched. It was the second sitcom I watched. Mm-hmm. And there were like three moments over the course of the whole show that made me laugh. And See, I think that's the thing, though. I think it depends on which order you watch it. Because I watched Parks and Rec before The Office. And I think Parks mm. and Rec is funnier. But a lot of people that I've seen that watch The Office before Parks and Rec prefer The Office. It wasn't even like I liked one or the other. I just watched it 
and it got me mad every time uh the thing with parks and rec that upset me so much it's not like just an unbridled hatred it was just as the show went on they made well first off all the characters got what they wanted and there was a happy ending which those always make me mad to begin with because they're cliched (laughs) that's why like it's always sunny so much more (laughs) but first yeah they were all the protagonists even though some of them were bad people in parks and rec uh with the exception of the main character and then the world around them was what made me the most upset the the town of pawnee we were to assume that they were all such dumb, idiotic people that they could not even let the most base good thing happen to them without a fight. And that started to get to me. It started to grind me where I was like, so this is just a fantasy world where everyone's stupid except the main characters, huh? Mm-hmm. There cannot be one smart, non-main character <laughs> in the world. It, it got it got to me that their world was so upsetting. It made me mad more than happy or laughy. Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> And so, that's sitcoms. That is sitcoms. But you know, Hit sitcoms songs. would be—they'd be more based if they were just D and D. That's I. We, who we should? Yeah, we should make a D and D sitcom. That's absolutely something that we, we should, should do. do. That that's yeah. not something we've already tried to do. Totally. Yeah, I mean, we'd probably be like the first people and the funniest people ever that did mm-hmm. do did it. I think it's a completely original idea and we would be the best and no one else would ever do one ever again after us. Yeah, you know, right. You would be such a creative name for that too because it's like a D&D sitcom because it's like it's funny and it's D&D. What if mm-hmm. we called it Nat One? Because like oh, that's when yeah. the funny happens. That's brilliant. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Rest in peace to the original concept of Nat and- One. I think that's where we end the podcast. Is I need to see a therapist. <laughs> you are a therapist. Yeah. Gonna be. Gonna you be. better be. <laughs> I, bet I, I can't believe it's not therapy. And editing Jordan. Uh, yeah, editing back. Jordan. Get out of here. This is Jordan from Nat One Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to, and we hope that you come back for more soon. If you'd like to keep up with the zany shenanigans of our lives and the different things that we do, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Spotify, YouTube, CastBox, and Anchor. We look forward to seeing you again soon. And hey, thanks. Thanks.